All right, open your Bibles tonight, if you would, to the book of Jeremiah, the chapter 17 tonight, Jeremiah chapter number 17, and uh, we want to read a few verses there. You can find, actually find these verses in Psalms 1 as well, but uh, uh, Jeremiah chapter 17, verse, uh, verse 7 and 8 tonight, Jeremiah 17, verse 7 and 8, and uh, Jeremiah writes, he said, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope is the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall ceasing, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Thank you, you and be seated. Our Father, we do thank you, Lord, this evening for another chance to stand and try to preach. And, Lord, we yield these members to you and pray that you'll use them, uh, Lord, to get your message across. And, uh, Lord, we pray tonight for all that's come out this evening. We thank you, uh, Lord, for each one that's here. I pray a special blessing tonight upon each one that's come to this service. And, Lord, we ask you tonight be with those that were sick and not able to make it here. And, uh, Lord, would help them, others, Lord, that... Not physically sick, but, uh, Lord, maybe spiritually, and we pray for them tonight. Uh, now, Lord, I yield myself to Thee and ask You to forgive me of my sin, fill me afresh with the Word of God and Your Holy Spirit, and illuminate my mind and give me abilities that I don't have, that I might use them for Your glory, and we'll thank You in Christ's name, amen and amen. amen. Jeremiah, in these three verses, uh, uh, two verses, Jeremiah he likens man in verse 8. He said, For he shall be as a tree. Now the Bible likens uh, men to a lot of different things in the Bible. It's a good study. You find a lot of sermons in uh, things that the Bible likens man to. Uh, Ecclesiastes says man's like a fish. He's taken up in a net. He don't know uh, his time. And uh, one of the writers says that man's like a bird. He's taken up in a snare. Uh, the Bible says. And Job said that man, he's like a flower. Job says in Job chapter 14, verse 1, he said that uh, man's uh, days are few and full of trouble. He's like a flower, he said, that, or like a shadow that continues not. And the psalmist said in Psalms 90 and verse 9, he said, we spend our years as a tale that is told. And he goes on to say that man is as the grass of the field. In Psalms 90, in verse 5 and 6, uh, the grass comes up in the morning and it's cut down uh, many times shortly thereafter. Uh, but I want to look here at what Jeremiah said. And uh, this time of year, you can't help but notice the leaves. And uh, I've had different people speak about them uh, today even. And uh, some saying they were changing, others saying they're not changing much, and others uh, wondering what they're going to do. Uh, and it's this time of year that we're made to think about the leaves that are upon the trees. And uh, the Bible here, Jeremiah says, he said that man, he shall be as a tree, he said. Well, we're not going to focus so much on the tree part as we are upon the leaf part. And how the Bible says that man is like a leaf, or a man is like leaves, uh, each one of us. And I want to look at this tonight under three headings tonight as we 
try to bring this thought tonight from the Bible. And uh, first of all, this time of year, we look out, you probably saw it this afternoon as you walked into the house after church or out of the house going to church or, or on the way back to church and you probably saw some leaves that uh, turn loose on the tree and, and uh, they were falling and they were coming down to the ground. Uh, well, that reminds us tonight that those leaves are a picture of man. And uh, in that sense, they are a picture of a fallen man. And we think about these fallen leaves that she just sung about that scattered upon the ground. And uh, when we think about fallen leaves and fallen man, uh, we have to go back to where we was at last Sunday night in Genesis chapter 3, and there where man fell. And the Bible said in verse 6, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, there's our tree, and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves, there's her word, together and made themselves aprons. And so when we find that Adam and Eve fail, I believe that immediately when they broke the law of God and immediately when they sinned, I believe immediately that their countenance changed. I don't know if they had a light about them and the light went out. I don't know if they had a glow about them and the glow went out. But I think the very moment that they, they sinned, I think Adam looked at Eve and he knew something awful had happened. And I think he said, uh, Eve, uh, what's happened to you? And she said, I've eaten of this fruit. And he loved her so much that he was willing to eat of the fruit too. And I think as soon as he eat of that fruit, I, I think something immediately began to happen. I think that when they got those uh, fig leaves, and I know God doesn't curse creation till about seven verses over past that, uh, but I believe that just like when Adam and Eve sinned uh, and uh, their countenance changed, immediately it took effect on them. Uh, I believe that when they sinned, even though God had not already pronounced the curse, I, I believe something began to happen to the trees and the leaves and the ground and everything else around there. Uh, and uh, the Bible said that Eve, uh, she said, uh, uh, we need to, we're naked, we're naked. Uh, and she knew that they were naked. They didn't know that before. They were naked, but there was no guilt to it. There was no sin to it. Uh, uh, but ever since then, uh, anybody that's got any morals about them, anybody that has got anything to them at all, uh, uh, it embarrasses us to be caught naked. Amen. Uh, and uh, that, are, that is an effect of man uh, fallen sin. Uh, and uh, just like them fallen leaves... Uh, uh, it began to change the change them. Uh, uh, the same happened when man began to sin. The Bible said that God had told him in the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. That's why I believe that immediately when they sinned, uh, that very day that things began to change. Uh, and they've been changing ever since. Uh, and every time you walk out in the yard for the next few months and them leaves are blowing across the yard and you're seeing them 
falling from the trees. Uh, that's God preaching a message through, uh, uh, through creation. And God is saying, man is a fallen creature. Uh, uh, man's a fallen creature. And we see the effects of sin all around. All around. We can not only look at the trees, but we can look at the flowers. And we cover them up and uh, try to save them from the first frost. And try to keep them a little longer. But all our efforts are in vain uh, uh, because uh, the cold weather's coming and they're going to die. Amen. And just like you and me, we try to patch it up, fix it up. Uh, uh, amen. Uh, uh, do everything we can. Uh, uh, but the reality is it's a coming. Amen. Uh, uh, every time, uh, every time we rub. Uh, I, 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 I've been having a lot of trouble with my legs here lately and I thought, uh, I thought it was my diabetes giving me problems and I begin to pray about it, and I pray, try to pray about everything. And I said, God, uh, uh, if there's anything I can do, uh, uh, Lord, to help this situation, if it ain't what I think it is, uh, uh, please uh, bring it to my mind or help me to think about it. And I think it's long about uh, last uh, week, sometime or another, just out of the blue, God made me think about that old bottle of white Watkins liniment. Uh, and I went in there and got it and I rubbed that all over my legs and uh, calf of my legs. Brother Eddie had been so sore just like I'd run two or three miles every day. Uh, and I woke up the next morning uh, and the soreness was gone. I uh, ain't had no problem since. Uh, uh, you say, what is that? Well, that's God trying to help me out. Uh, uh, but I know, I know it's a coming, amen, uh, just like them leaves. Uh, and uh, we can cover it up, do everything we can. Uh, but the truth is that man is a fallen creature. And he's going to die. Amen. The Bible said that Eve, she sold fig leaves together. Eve was the first seamstress. And I taught years ago that Eve made the first miniskirt. Because uh, it was too short. And it wouldn't cover everything that needed to be covered. And so when God, when God covered them, God made coats that went all the way down. I'm going to preach for Steve Kogel this week. And I heard Brother Kogel preaching one time back years ago up at Camp Glory. And Brother Kogel said, God even put feathers on a chicken down to his knees. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Efforts of man... You see, man does everything he can to try to save himself. But nothing can save himself. You see, the Bible says that, the Bible says, For by grace are we saved through faith, and that not of ourself is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ, yet I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And this life that I now live by faith of the Son of God. He said, I live by faith of the Son of God. But in the next verse, uh, he said, I do not frustrate the grace of God. Uh, he said, if righteousness come by the law, then Christ died in vain. Uh, in other words, what he's saying, if you and I could work it good enough, if we could work long enough, if we could do enough good, give enough, uh, uh, the Bible said, then why would Christ have to die? God had just let us save ourselves. And it frustrates the grace of God for people to try to say, I'm saved because I got baptized or... 
I'm saved because I took communion and all those are good things, but they're not good things to do to save you. They're good things to do after you get saved. Amen. Amen. The efforts of man. You see, the Bible said that Eve made them fig leaves together. I don't know what she made Adam. I guess she made him a skirt of fig leaves too. I don't know what what she made him. Uh, But anyway, both of them tried to cover their own sin. And so what does man still do today when he sins? He tries to cover it. Amen. If he's drinking before he gets out, he sprays a little breath, something in his mouth, or takes a little breath, man. Amen. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of these fellas, I always hated to see a preacher wear dark sunglasses. You say, why? I hate to see anybody wear them, especially a man. You say, why? I feel like he's looking at something he don't want nobody to know he's looking at. And so I never have wore them because I want people to see where I'm looking at. I'm looking at. But you see, man makes all kinds of effort to cover up his sin and save himself. But he can't never do it. But you see them fallen leaves. Not, not only are they a, a picture of the effects of sin on humanity and the efforts of man to try to cover his own sin, but them fallen leaves are the exposure of man's sin. You say, what do you mean? Well, the reason they're fallen is because there's a curse on this planet. And the reason, reason some people got heart trouble and I've got diabetes and others have got cancer and this, that, and the other, it ain't necessarily because you're some terrible sinner. It's because you're living in a world that's under a curse. Amen. And it's coming to everybody right. one way or the other. Amen, Run all you want. Yeah. Take all the vitamins you yeah. can take. Don't eat no pork. Amen. Don't eat no red meat. Do all of that. You stay in the nursing home six months less than I will. Six months longer than I will. Amen. You say, what are you saying? I'm not saying that stuff's bad. Uh, I, I encourage you to take vitamins. I encourage you to try to build up your immune system. I encourage you to take care of your body. But it's all in vain when it comes down to the end. Man has an appointed time. You see, the leaves tell us this message. They preach us this message that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You see, when Eve made her fig leaves for her and Adam, she made them too short. They couldn't cover their sin. You see, man, Adam and Eve made the mistake that they thought that if they couldn't see it, God couldn't see it. And Eve couldn't see Adam, and Adam couldn't see Eve. They had their self covered up, and they made the mistake of thinking God couldn't see them. But you see, I don't care what kind of covering you put over your sin, God still sees it. Amen. You can't cover it thick enough. You can't make it long enough. Uh, uh, you can't make it dark enough that God can't see it. Amen. Uh, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, beholding the good and evil. God sees all the good and God sees all the evil. Man always comes up short. That's what Paul 
And that's what the law is all about. The Ten Commandments. The God's laws of the Old Testament. The reason they're there is there to show us that we all come up short. Ain't nobody in the room that's kept all them Ten Commandments and ain't broke none of them. I'd be surprised if if there's anybody in this room that hadn't broke half of them. And the preacher was preaching on the Ten Commandments one night and a lady was there and she got upset because he was really preaching on them. And he was talking about adultery and murder and lying and coveting and all that. And the lady stopped out by the preacher that night and barely shook his hand. She said, well, at least I ain't made no graven images. So she thought she did everything except make a graven image. I used to use the Ten Commandments and I still do. I keep that little card in my pocket and sometimes it's really good to witness to and talk to people and, and when you run upon them people like I preached about this morning that say I'm not that bad, I, I like to pull that little card out and I like to say, well, this is God's Ten Commandments and I said if I, I don't want to offend you but can we go down through here and just do a little checklist and I'll say, I'll say, have, have you, have you worshipped any other gods other than God? And no, I ain't done that. And have you, have you coveted? No, I ain't done that. Have you committed adultery? I ain't done that. But I never ever even make it halfway through the list that they don't say, yes, I've done that. I've broke that commandment. There was one guy who went all the way through the list and he hadn't, he hadn't broke any of them. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I said, Are your, is your name Jesus? <laughs> But his problem was he wasn't telling the truth. And I said, you mean to tell me that when you was growing up in school and the person in front of you got up to go up to the teacher's desk, you didn't see that nice pencil up there and you reached over and got it and put it down in your book satchel? He said, oh yeah, I took stuff when I was in school. I said, that counts. Amen. Amen. But you see, we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's why we got to get saved. You see, God is right here. But we all come along right in here somewhere. We need a filler. We need something to fill that space that we come short of and thank God Jesus does. Amen. 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 Fallen leaves. They're a picture tonight of man in his poor fallen state. That's what's wrong with people. That's what... That's why there's so much wickedness in the world. Right. world's getting worse. Men are waxing, waxing worse and worse every day. Amen. Getting more wicked all the time. We're living in evil, wicked times like we ain't never seen before. But the problem is man is a fallen creature. Amen. Jesus came down from heaven to pick him up. Amen. We sang a lot of songs about he picked me up or he reached way down to the bottom. Yeah. That's what the Lord did. He come down and we was all crippled. We was all fallen. And the Lord came down here to pick us up. Thank you, Jesus. Well, not only do we have these fallen leaves, but I want you, if you would, to look over in Isaiah. Isaiah uh, chapter 64. And it's a very, very familiar verse, but we're not going to read the familiar part of the verse. We're going to read the part that is not so familiar. In verse 6, the familiar part is all our righteousnesses as filthy rags. But the part we don't usually hear is that next verse after the semicolon. And it said, We all do fade 
as a leaf, and their iniquities like the wind. Not only is a fall leaf a picture of fallen man, but the fading leaves are a picture of a man dying. You see, the reason that those leaves are turning colors is because they're dying. They're dying. They're a picture of you and me. This little, this little gray thing around here, it makes me look like I'm bald-headed from back where you're sitting. And I've had different ladies say, won't you get a little of that stuff and put it in there and color that? I said, what you see is what you get. Amen. Mom always said, Mom always said this. She said, now you get Ricky. She said, what you see is what you get. That's what my mom always said. My mom, you can believe my mom. But that little thing there saying, yeah, and uh, starting to get some up in here. You can't see them back there. And some of mine's turning gray, but some of y'all's is turned loose. Hey, That's a picture. That's a picture. That's a picture of a that fading leaf is a picture of dying man. You see, you see that leaf goes through different stages. God said in Genesis 8 and 22, God said there'd be seed time, that's spring, harvest time, that's fall, summertime, you know what that is, and winter time, God said, as long as the earth stands, God said there'll always be these seasons. What God said. And that's the stages of life. These little babies that run around here and bless their hearts. And one of my favorite parts of the whole Sunday day is when them little kids come around getting money. That's one of my favorite parts of the whole day. And uh, it's amazing how them little kids, I feel sorry for churches that ain't got no kids and especially ain't got no babies in it. Amen. Amen. Because there's something about them babies that can take an old dead church and make it come to life. Amen. Uh, amen. There's something about, uh, something about a little baby that can make old soured up uh, older people like we sometimes get can make us smile. Amen. amen. My wife, she's always loved kids. And uh, she says, I just like to be around them. Amen. And I like to watch them. Amen. Because they're in that first stage of life. They're in the spring of their life. The spring of their life. They're in that springtime. Amen. Amen. And then they get in that summertime. You say, what's that? That's when they think they're hot. That's when what the, they're what Brother Eddie called meanagers. Not teenagers, but meanagers. That's the summertime of life, man. You think you're going to be around forever. You remember them days? You think it ain't ever coming to you. And then we get into that fall of life. The Bible calls it the, the harvest season. The harvest season. And that's when a lot of things get harvested. I heard a long time ago my grandfather... And my dad, I think some other men were talking. I was, I was probably 10 years old. 
And I remember them talking and they said, uh, they were talking about people dying. And I remember them saying this, it caught my attention, and they said, if, if people said most people die between 60 and 70, and said if they make it through 60 and 70, said they'll usually go on to live to be 85 or 90. I'm 67, pray for me. But you know, there's some truth to that. I, I got to watching that. I got to looking at the obituaries and there's some truth to that. And Sheila, you're home free, thank God. <laughs> but boy, it's amazing how many people's went home to be with the Lord in the last two years, isn't it? I just can't believe it. A lot of people that we went to school with and our own age. and You see, it's harvest time. You get in that part of the year and then there's that winter time, that season of winter, and that's when the Bible says that you don't have much pleasure in your days, and you're scared of that which is high. You don't want to get up on a ladder or anything, and 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 you're you're afraid that even the even the sound of uh, of a grasshopper moving scares you, and, and that's the winter time of life, and that's coming to all of us, Amen. Amen. And you better come to Jesus before winter. Amen. Paul said. Do thy diligence to come before winter. But you know what? I'm glad God did it like He did it. You say, what do you mean? Well, I'm glad everybody's not in springtime. I'm glad we're not all children. And, uh, and, and I'm glad we're not all teenagers. And I'm glad that we're not all in the harvest and we're not all in the winter time. You see, it takes all the seasons. And when you look out there in the next few weeks and you see all the beauty, it'll have all them in it. It'll have all them in it. And so it's them, them old gray heads and, and, uh, and them young people and, them, and red and black and uh, head and scattered all out through. It's all of that that makes beauty. God liked variety. Well, that's one thing that for sure in the Bible. God liked variety. He didn't make everybody the same. The Bible said the glory of young men is their strength. What young men glory in is what they can lift. I can remember as a 16-year-old boy living with my granddad through the summer and working in the tobacco crops and in the hay fields. Back then they bailed them and, and uh, that's how young boys made their money. They'd help farmers uh, haul in the hay and load it on the wagon and hang the backer up in the barn. And, and boy, you'd glory in the fact that you could lift a bell of hay and throw it plumb over the wagon. Now I probably couldn't even get one on the wagon. But you gloried, yeah, you gloried in the fact of how strong you was. You wanted everybody else to see it as well. Amen. But the Bible said the beauty of old man is their gray heads. That's what the Bible said. The beauty of old man is their gray heads. And there, there is something, there is something uh, nice looking about gray hair. You think so, Sheila? <laughs> Wisdom. Amen. And then... Not only is there the stages of life and the scenery of life that we see from the fading leaves as their colors fading, but they tell us 
They're about to turn loose. And uh, they hang on as long as they can. Uh, about, about December, you'll look out there and there'll still be one or two old leaves hanging on the tree and the winds are blowing them. They're still there. All others are gone. But they're hanging on as long as they can. Picture of humanity. We all try to hang on as long as we can. We'll suffer anything, go through any surgery, pay any amount of money to try to hang on a little bit longer even though we know that the hanging on ain't going to be much life. We still want to hang on. It's, it's, uh, it's something God put in us. But sooner or later, the winds blow. Sooner or later, the, the cold comes. And sooner or later, they can't hold on no longer. And they fly away. It's a picture of humanity. The Bible said, man, his days are three score and ten. If a reason of strength, they be four score. Yet their strength, labor, and sorrow. And we're soon cut off. And we fly away. We fly away. Where are we going? Well, if we're saved, we're going to heaven. Amen. If we're not saved, we're going down, 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 down. But it's a picture of fallen man. Fallen man. We have a fallen leaf. A fading leaf is a picture of an everyday man is dying a little bit. But back to our text in verse 8. The Bible gives it a feminine effect. And the Bible said, her leaf. Why does it give it a feminine effect? Because God's people, the church, is referred to as the bride. The bride of Christ. Now not only do we have a fallen leaf and a fading leaf, oh, but here's what we want. He said there, her leaf shall be green. That's a favored leaf. A favored leaf. Notice what he said about her. Favored leaf is a picture of man at the best he can be. Amen. You know what the best you can be tonight? Saved. That's right. Saved and know it. Amen. Because when you get saved, do you know what the Bible says you have? It says you have everlasting life. Amen. Everlasting life. You know what they call that Christmas tree that you'll be throwing up here in another month or so? That evergreen. You see, those of us tonight that have been saved by the grace of God, we're evergreen. We're evergreen. We've got everlasting life. Notice what the Bible says about her location there in verse 8. She's planted by the waters. It said she's not a... Uh, she's planted by the waters that spreadeth out her roots by the river. Amen. And she's not worried about the heat coming or the drought. That's right, you see why? She's planted by the water. Amen. Amen. When, when the others are turning brown and the others are dying and the others are falling off, that evergreen's still green, even in the wintertime. But evergreen's still green because of where God planted her. I'm glad one day the Lord planted me in the house of the Lord. I'm glad that the Lord planted me by that river of living water. And even when it gets dry in the world, I've still got an inward source 
Jesus said, I ain't, I ain't only going to plant you by the rivers of living water. He said, I'm going to put an artesian well inside of you. He said, it'll be like a well of water springing up into everlasting life. And he said, Jesus stood and cried at that last and great day of the feast and said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me, and out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. That's why Jesus said, you never thirst again. How could you thirst with a well inside of you? Notice her location. Notice her life. The Bible said it there, and her leaves shall be green. Her leaves shall be green. I've seen them old white heads in the nursing home, and looks like all the saps just went plumb out of them, and they're like that leaf, just trying to hang on a few more days. But I've heard them talk about Jesus. I've heard them talk about heaven. What they heard and what they seen and where they're going, where they're headed, they still got life. They still got life. Her leaves shall be green. Notice her label here. It says, Neither shall she cease from yielding fruit. You say, What's her label? What do you call something's got fruit on it? You call it a fruit tree. Her label's a fruit tree. And the Bible says there, in the last part of that verse, the Bible said, Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Amen. And the psalmist said in Psalms 92, Even in their old age they'll bring forth fruit. Amen. Amen. Yeah. The problem is a lot of people think when they get their first social security check, God's done with them, they can't do nothing else. That's what happens in the church. You get a few youngins in, but uh, other people, they get about 62, and they think they're already fixing to die, and they probably got 25 more years left. They sit down in the rocking chair and wait for the check to come every month. I, hey, you've got some wisdom. You've lived some years. The church needs you. The young people need you. Takes it all. I know some churches that drove all the old people away and they said what this church needs is to let the young people have it. It wasn't pretty. I know some churches that have drove all the young people away and said what we need is the old people to do everything around here. That's not pretty. But I'll tell you what's pretty is when you get the young people and the old people, the middle age, you get them all mingled together. It's just like that forest you'll look at in a few weeks. It's so beautiful. So beautiful. Amen. So beautiful. Sunday night's not just for a few old people. Our young people need Sunday night. Amen. 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 Sunday school's not just for a little bunch of little kids. Older people need Sunday school. You don't ever graduate from Sunday school. You need it as long as you breathe a breath. And as long as you're able to walk and talk and learn and see, because you'll never learn so much that you'll graduate from the school of Sunday school. Never. Her label's a fruit tree. I got blessed this evening. Brother Eddie used part of that blessing. I got blessed thinking about that verse. It talked about that we were a fruit tree. And I thought about my ministry and I, I thought about this church. 
And I thought about Brother Eddie over there preaching over there at Landmark Baptist and how that uh, he come out of this church and how that he's part of the fruit of this church. I, I thought about Jeff Wells preaching revival this week I heard about and they had people saved and I thought that's fruit out of this church. I thought about Paul Davison over at Gethsemane and Grover Dean over the hill. And I could go on and on, Brett Spillman. And I could go on and on thinking about uh, the fruit that had come out of this church. And you know what? That when I'm dead and cold and in the grave, if I go before they do, I'll still be bringing forth fruit through them. And the people, the people they win to the Lord, you see, they'll never stop. That's why it said their fruit will never cease. And even when you die and go to heaven, the Bible said their works do follow them. Amen. And uh, even when they die and go to heaven, every now and then somebody will get saved because they remembered grandma told them something or grandma prayed for them or mama told them something. Or, and uh, they're still bringing fruit. And so them leaves that you'll be raking up in a few weeks or piling up and burning, they're a picture of man. Fallen leaves. That one you see out there changing colors. Trying to hang on. Fading leaf. But when you look out there at that evergreen. That's that favored leaf. Everybody can be a favored leaf if they get saved. Trust the Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you tonight for helping me tonight to bring this message. And I certainly appreciate